0: Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 1988's The Last Temptation of Christ, directed by Martin Scorsese and starring Willem Dafoe and Barbara Hershey. But before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I checked out a movie from 1982
1: called Class of 1984. Um, It's about a high school where uh, the students and faculty are being terrorized by a gang who also run all the organized crime in town. Um, you know, teenagers. Yeah, sounds um, great. Yeah, it's really good stuff. <laughs> Typical. Um, yes. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, you know, it's entertaining, and it has some fun violence, but there is one weird moment during the opening credits. Um, the movie was shot in Canada, and the title track is is one of the strangest Alice Cooper performances I've ever heard. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's not a ballad, but it's very different from what we're, we're used to with him. Uh, But one of the lower billed actors is named Michael Fox. And I went, oh, that's funny, you know? Yeah. Um, Then 10 minutes later, (laughs) we see our first class of students, and there's Marty McFly. Oh, man. And I'm like, okay, I wasn't expecting to see him when I sat down to watch this movie. And on top of that, uh, when I saw his name and thought nothing of it, because like an initial was missing, that's all, I just, it didn't occur to me. Just one letter was displaced, and I just disregarded it entirely. That can't be Michael J. Fox. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but sure enough, it was, and it's one of those <laughs> fun moments while watching movies. That's also fun to talk about on a podcast <laughs> where you watch movies. So you know, um, and the other thing too about the the other one of the other main characters, the the guy who runs the gang, yeah, um, is the main bad kid played by an actor named Timothy Van Patten who has, it turns out, directed many episodes of The Sopranos and Boardwalk Empire. Wow. Um, and he's also like a piano prodigy, which he does, plays in the, m- the movie. Um, and he's the younger brother of Dick Van Patten. I was going to ask. Yes. <laughs> Holy cow. They're 31 years apart. Wow. Yes.
0: Well, I was going to ask if he's the son of Dick Van Patten. I thought but... the
1: same. Th- I was like, okay, he, he's got to be the son of Dick. No, he's the brother. I was like, what?
0: Wow. Yeah. Okay. Insane.
1: They have the same father. It wasn't like the mother got pregnant unexpectedly when she was 58, you know. So thank God. But yeah.
0: yeah. Holy moly, dude. How was the film though, like overall?
1: It was good. It was really good, really entertaining. Um I would watch it again. It's it's like it's a message movie that's kind of based on like the Blackboard Jungle. Uh Um it's, it's one of those movies where like a teacher shows up and the school is is, you know, like a a war zone and he's there to clean things up you right know?
0: yeah they, but he's
1: only one man
0: save the day yes yeah oh man <laughs> um cool man yeah. that sounds awesome it's very good i'm trying to catch up on some of the oscar films that i've missed over the years ah. uh many years ago probably 10 years ago i decided i'm gonna watch every movie that was nominated for an oscar mm-hmm. you know just as like a huge goal i'll probably never achieve but yes. you know I'm, I'm knocking off like the heavy hitters and you know, I've watched tons of them over the years. Of course. But, you know, I'm still maybe like halfway through them all, which is still quite an accomplishment. You're halfway there already? Probably. That's great. I'll have to do another assessment soon. but Yeah. Um, so I finally watched The Sting from 1973. Uh, one Best Picture that year. Yeah. And, oh man, was, this movie's awesome. Pretty good movie. It's Paul Newman and Robert Redford doing their thing. Yeah. And th- these guys are so good together. The chemistry, I mean, everybody knows them for that. And the film takes place in like, the twenties or thirties or something like that. And it's a, it's a con man film. There are a couple of con men trying to get Robert Shaw's money (laughs) and the level of con they're pulling. It's a long game con. Yeah. And the level of danger just keeps ramping up and up and up with every scene as they get deeper and deeper into this long con. It is just so exciting and funny and (laughs) goes in so many twists that you don't see happening. And, you're thinking, oh, no, how are they going to get out of this one? Oh, they thought of that. Yes. They get out of it somehow. Yes. But you don't realize it till it's later. It's it's a wonderful film, man. It's awesome.
1: I will always kind of go back and forth on, like, 1973's Best Picture contenders was The Exorcist and, and The Sting. Yeah. I don't know which one is better. You can't really say which one's better. They're both... They're like, both
0: fantastic. They are,
1: and for different reasons. You want to give the Best Picture to The <laughs> Sting? You know, it's it's a... It's an amazing film, so please, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's it's worthy, I would think. Yes. Uh, yeah, so check out The Sting if you haven't watched it, everybody. It is, it's something. Yeah, great movie. All right, so now let's talk about The Last Temptation of Christ, Dave. Mm-hmm. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Uh, sure. So uh, this is Martin Scorsese's
1: film of Paul Schrader and Jay Cox's screenplay adaptation from Nikos uh 1955 novel in which Jesus Christ is given a chance to experience everyday life without the burden of divinity. Um, It also portrays Jesus in a light most moviegoers had never experienced before, um, exploring the duality of him as both a human being and as the Son of God, and how conflicted such a person would be. What it's most known for, however, is that thanks to some very ignorant people, it became one of the most controversial films ever made, and while we talk about the movie itself, we'll also discuss all the cultural issues,
0: which we always enjoy. Yeah, sometimes that's the most fun part. It is, yeah. I have a feeling we're going to get a big Dave rant in this one. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> which is some of my favorite stuff. Thank you. Yep. <laughs> oh, dude. Um, yeah, like you said, it's mm-hmm. it's Willem Dafoe as Jesus. Yeah. And it's it's him as, you know, an adult. You right. don't, we don't see him as a child or anything. Or, right. It's
1: not the full life of Jesus. No,
0: I haven't read the entire Christian Bible. I've read a good amount of it yeah. over the years, but I'm assuming most of this is actually like the stuff that happened. It's been documented. Uh, a lot of it is. Yeah. Like the right? broad
1: strokes of the, the yeah. events in the film are portrayed in the
0: Bible. Yeah. Th- yes. Those stories are intact. Except for the last temptation part. Yes. Obviously. Yes. So it starts off with him. He's, you know, a carpenter, he's making crosses for the Romans to crucify people. That part's not in the Bible. Uh-huh.
1: Uh, but yeah, um, and that was surprising to me the first yeah. time I saw it.
0: Yeah, I know. didn't think that was. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Was Harvey Keitel there when uh, <laughs> when he was making these crosses? <laughs>
1: With a shock of red hair, yes.
0: There, I know, was, right? Yeah. yeah. Irish Keitel. I don't get that part of it. <laughs> in I don't the know Middle East? what that was
1: about. I know. Yeah. I, I don't get it. Because, I mean, they had to really, like, make an effort to make him look like that and yeah like you said we're in the middle east people would not look as harvey keitel looks in this film
0: right and one thing i do kind of like is they didn't bother covering up everyone's voices they just speak in their own voice i like that which a lot. is good either a film needs to go all in and say we're doing the accents or you just go with the flow yes and i appreciate when there's no middle ground and they're just flip-flopping around
1: and this this movie might have been one of the first to do that because like I remember every movie I saw up until then of like I well every movie that uh, that took place in like World War II you'd have like the German characters speaking English in a German accent. Yeah. which is not how German people, you know, function in everyday life. Yeah. Um they speak German when but you know and and to have like uh people in especially in this movie it's not just they're using their, their normal voices. Sometimes they're using their voices that are like specifically associated with a time and place. I mean, like a lot of these actors are from New York and they yeah. sound like they're from New York. They do. You know,
0: I, I appreciate that. Me too. Right. I like it. And Harvey Keitel plays Judas, who is, if people don't know the, the stories from the Bible. He, he's the one who betrays Jesus. Yes. In the end. So they're, they're obviously friends here. He becomes one of his disciples. Right. Um, but at this point... Jesus is just a man who's working for the enemy, basically.
1: Yes, and Judas is one of the the main. Uh, he, he's a kind of a commander in the Zealot army. Yeah, you know um, the 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 people who have gotten together like a, a group of Hebrews who are are trying to uh, like cast. They're trying to get out from under the rule of Rome because Rome has you know like they, they're they it's the Rome it's the time yeah, of the Roman Empire. Yeah, you know.
0: They, they ruled the entire world, basically, at exactly. that point.
1: Exactly, yes. And it's and it's another part of, like... I think that of all the controversies that that the novel and the movie had, this was a big one, I know, for, for Christians who had seen the film, which was, is that, like, the portrayal of Judas here as, you know, um, not as the betrayer of Christ, exactly. Yeah. But, you know... Right. In this case, he's, I mean... Judas, Judas Iscariot, is given redemption by this story. He is, you know. Um, I mean, his name is synonymous with betrayal, even among people who have never opened a Bible.
0: You know, right? If someone calls you a Judas, you yes. know, it's your backstabber. Exactly. Basically,
1: it's a it's a name you it's an insult you hurl at someone if they have wronged you. Yep. Um, and this thing it gives him an identity, and he's portrayed as a loyal, principled servant of God and a good friend.
0: Yeah. And my favorite scene is even with him near the end when he's, he's saying he doesn't want to betray him okay. and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, but it's kind of like what they have to do to fulfill this prophecy.
1: Yes. And that's another part of the, <laughs> of the like taking what existed in the original story in the original gospels and then like turning it somehow. Yeah. Like, like the, the ending is the same, but it's not Judas betraying Jesus on his own. He's doing it under
0: the orders of Jesus. Right. I mean i I can understand why people were up upset with this film with of the course. liberties it takes yeah. because from my understanding, you're not supposed to twist any of the words that are in the Bible you got which, it. Um, yeah nobody does that no of Dave. course not, not no, nobody not. ever certainly does not. that
1: um it never happens um <laughs> it never happens <laughs> it's, it's certainly not in order to maintain the status quo uh yeah, I mean it, it's just. Man, I I guess we can just get into it, but yeah, holy shit. I
0: saw a meme the other day, though, that said uh, that the Bible supports, uh, like, gay people Uh because it says a man who lays with a man must be stoned, and it's about, like, you have to be high to have sex with another man. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that is really funny.
1: Nice. (laughs) And
0: one of the comments was, that's not what it meant, and then someone replied to that person saying, did you write it? (laughs) <laughs> right of course exactly it was like the ultimate meme yes, i loved it yes and, it, and then a lot it of people was So like, fitting for this episode i saw it like a, the day a day ago right so. good <laughs> right i
1: mean well look if you were if you were a churchgoer when this film was released then you probably remember the controversy around this movie and all we heard was that it was a terribly sacrilegious film in which jesus has sex you know that's what we were told yeah you know yep there were campaigns everywhere to ban the film and scorsese received death threats for years afterward it's incredible for a movie a a film i mean like when this happened the film's defenders were always adamant that like the loudest protests were coming from people who hadn't seen it and i think that that's true but my biggest issue with that statement is that i don't believe that these protesters would have changed their mind had they just sat down to watch it you know like like that's give. that's that's putting a lot of faith into people who would like protest against something like this you know and Mm -hmm. um their mind was made up and i know this to be true because at the time i was one of them yeah i mean like in 1988 i was a young kid and i didn't understand things yet and it had been drummed into me since birth that jesus christ was the perfect lamb of god and last week scott talked about how long it takes for real emotional change to take place. And I can tell you that the same goes for someone's life philosophy or personal religious beliefs. Yeah. You know, um, these things are sacred to you. And if you're impressionable and you're told that there's this evil movie being shown at the mall, Um, you know, and you don't exactly know who Martin Scorsese is and you haven't immersed yourself in the world of art and literature. All you know is that someone is spreading lies about Jesus Christ. And I, I'm rambling like this because there's still millions of people out there who think like this, you know, and it's only gotten worse since 1988. How can you explain to a person with these beliefs that, that the movie and the novel are a valuable meditation that truly shows what Jesus really went through?
0: Yeah, you, you, you can't. No. There's no way. It, like you said last week, we talked about change. You can't force someone to change. Right. It, they have to do it on their own volition. Yep. And it, it usually isn't just a snap of the finger. You it know, takes it, a while. It, it takes like, it can take like decades sometimes. And the, th- the thing is like, maybe, maybe they do go watch this film. It could be the catalyst to change. It, yes, but maybe. I don't think it's going to instantly change their mind. They'll probably struggle for a little bit with that.
1: I, I, I hope so. If, if they struggle in like the best possible way, if they come away from it still thinking it's sacrilegious, I, I, I think I'd be okay with that if they weren't uh, doing it um, the, the, yeah. the way the loudest protesters
0: I were. would rather people experience it and then form the opinion. Yes. But that's not how the world works. You're right. That's yeah. that's
1: fair and square dealing. Yes. And that's just not how things are.
0: <laughs> no, not at all. <laughs> it's not what the Bible says, Dave. It's true, right? <laughs> so the next scene is Jesus going to watch people have sex. Oh uh, yeah, right? yeah. Yeah, he does.
1: He goes to the <laughs> yes. He goes to Mag- Mary Magdalene's place uh, where she uh, is a sex worker. Yeah. And yeah, it's this lobby where where a bunch of men just they just line up and they they throw dice and they wait their turn. It's like yeah. it's like forty guys. It's gross. It is really gross. I'm like, man. Yeah. And and it's happening like right in the same room, just like separated by a sheet.
0: Yeah. You know? Right. They're just waiting. They're watching it. Yep. You know, playing cards, right. doing whatever they can. Right. And Jesus is just sitting there with the rest of them. And uh they it's Barbara Hershey, plays Mary Magdalene. Yes. And at the end of the night, he's the last one there and he starts talking to her and she's like, You just sat there. While well, all this happened, you yep. know, and and you won't have sex with me, although we're in love and stuff like that. Yeah. But but you're you're too good for that, or your beliefs won't let you. And yes, you know why can't you just be normal? Basically, is <laughs> yeah. what she's telling him, Yeah.
1: You know, it's impossible that Jesus never
0: sinned. Right. You know. He even says in the movie here, like, you know, he's not perfect. Yeah. You know, but even if none of his physical deeds.
1: Uh, were sinful he was human and humans can't escape impure thoughts yeah um and they, and not just of sex but of like pride and the desire for food and and material things i mean i used to ask my sunday school teachers about this issue all the time and no one could give me a good answer right you know it was it was essentially just you know you need to immerse yourself in the bible right now and you also need to you know like pray and just uh don't, don't try to understand it. Like just Jesus yeah. was a man, but he was perfect and he, he never sinned. Um, yeah. and like, it's weird too, because like this movie and in this scene, especially he, yeah, he's not sinning in that he's not doing someone, he's not doing wrong to someone. He's not hurting another person. He's not hurting himself, but <laughs> because he's so fearful yeah, and, and he's so afraid to be human. Um, like it is hurting someone else you know, her life, Mary Magdalene's life is
0: desperate because of him. Yeah. The movie's very complicated. Yes. Yes. Um, Was this like a passion project for Scorsese? Yes, it was. I I imagine so because he grew up, you know, in the Catholic faith. Yeah. Faith.
1: Yes, he was, uh, you know, uh, very much like, I mean, and one of the themes of all his movies is Catholic guilt. You know, Mm -hmm. he's touched on it many times, you know, in, in many of his movies and, uh, This particular movie, Barbara Hershey gave him a copy of the book when they made Boxcar Bertha. Yeah. And he read it, and he was, you know, enthralled by it, and he wanted to make the movie right then, and then it got shelved. And, uh, there was like other development hell that went over the next like 15 years where like, yeah. you know, it was, it was about to be made with like Aiden Quinn and, and Paul Schrader had already put the script together and everything that, cause he was uh, Paul Schrader also, he, he's, he has, he's Protestant guilt, you know? Um, yeah. like he's also just very much like he grew up in the Christian faith and, um, and so it was personal for him too, but yeah, it's, it was something he really wanted to do and when finally Universal let him make it, you know, yeah. they, they sent him to Morocco with $7 million and, and he, you know, got it done. And, and in return for their support of him, he made Cape Fear right. like, as
0: a favor. Yeah. That was his kind of one for me, one for you kind of thing. Exactly, yes. Yeah. And man, I don't think they... Do you think they were prepared for the kind of backlash that happened with this film?
1: Probably not. They didn't think it would be as vicious,
0: I don't yeah. think. I think they expected some. Yes. But not... To the levels it went to, it was like a national riot, yes, basically,
1: exactly, and it even went over the world. I mean, like there, yeah. there was there was this like uh, a massacre in a, at, a, at a theater in France, you know, um, yeah, where like someone tried to firebomb the place, and we already touched on the death threats for Martin Scorsese, but it's like, um, it's it's kind of a it's kind of amazing to me now that we're just talking about it that like like you just you asked you know. D- did the studio have any idea what they were in for <laughs> can you imagine a group of suits today in 2024 oh, green this film bob Iger nev- standing there ex- exactly yeah, no. no goddamn way <laughs> no way i mean yeah. like they're they're so fucking spineless there's just no way this would happen
0: no um, not not a studio no not like universal yeah you might get something like a twenty-four putting this out. Exactly, a
1: twenty-four would 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 do it. Um, it, it would it would have to be an independent production, and and I guess like even though I'm I'm giving like Universal's executives uh, like some praise for having done so, mm-hmm. um, they still made it a low budget affair, you know. Um, yeah, and he still had to be kind of minimalist with with everything he did because I mean it wasn't even for 1988 seven million dollars is not a lot of money, you know.
0: Yeah. But at least they got to go on location, yes. which is good. That um, helps a lot. It the the movie looks great. Yes, um, you can tell it's it's sand. <laughs> There's yeah, real, that's it's right, a exactly. desert. <laughs> They're in a desert, you know.
1: Um, and they got the score from Peter Gabriel. Yeah, um, you know, and they got Nusrat Fateh Ali Khan, uh, to do like the, the, the singing and a lot of the stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, like he's, he's very prominent in, in many of the scenes. Um, like a lot of people like lended their talents to it, um, probably for a discounted rate because they wanted to work with Martin Scorsese on his passion project.
0: Yeah. You know, I would. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's an opportunity. Um, so Jesus ends up going, I don't know, he's leaving to go to the desert to kind of work on his issues right (laughs) yes
1: uh he wants to go to that monastery to right to because he feels he feels like that's the best way he he's always um he feels the presence of god
0: yeah the the movie presents it in kind of these these weird kind of voices yes he's hearing a lot of it's his own voice talking to himself right uh and asking like weird questions like why are you following me and like the camera like moves real fast and there's like nothing there and stuff like that yes um so he's feeling some kind of weird presence around him. Right. Or, uh, conf- and confusion on all kinds of things. Lots of dreams and hallucin, You know, maybe not
1: like fully hallucinate, hallucinatory yeah. yet, but like, yeah, it's it's almost like mental illness in a
0: way. Yeah. So he's going to this monastery in the middle of the desert and this man greets him and says, hey, you know, um, you know you can go in this tent and stuff. And he goes in there and while he's in there, um, he has another like dream where these two snakes come out of the gut, like these cobras. Mm-hmm. And they're representing like all his fears and everything like, uh, and his, I guess it's like his hate and his confused, all his sins. He's like, they're like leaving him. That's what I got out of this at least. Like they've left him and now they're out. Yes.
1: Um, and yeah, Jesus is purified somewhat at this monastery. Yeah.
0: Purified. Great, great way to say it. Yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and like the, the, the man that greeted him, uh, was the uh, just this this older gentleman um, mm-hmm. who you know that he says that there's this funeral happening and um, the I, I can't remember if it's if the snakes come here or a little after but like the scene changes and the man who greeted him is now being uh, like he's it's his funeral
0: yeah I think that's the next morning after okay. the snakes yes because Jesus wakes up and goes into another hut and there's a bunch of people grieving that's right and it, yeah. it's the man he's laying there he's dead yes and he says to another man, "That's the guy that I talked to last night." Another guy goes, "He's been dead for days." <laughs> not not in that way, you okay, know. But wow, jeez, <laughs> right? No, but okay. it's like it's like you know, uh, oh holy crap! Yeah. Like I was talking to some spirit or something. Yeah, exactly. You know? He
1: realizes that, that yeah. what happened there was you know something different.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, and, and
1: then he has to he has a, a discussion with this guy um, who did the reveal. Uh, this guy Jeroboam. Um, and he like this, this discussion, I I really, this is, this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie is the, the talk between Willem Dafoe and Barry Miller, um, when they're sitting there on on the cliff, him having this discussion with, uh, with Jeroboam, he finally makes plain what he's going through and what it must be like to, to really understand the struggle that that Jesus must have faced, Mm -hmm. um, to be completely human with all of our weaknesses, but also divine with all the pressure that brings. Yeah. and, when he says that, like, he sees a woman and he doesn't take her and that makes him proud. Yeah. And then Jeroboam says, you know, you realize how lucky you are. God yeah. God makes himself known to you. I've served God my whole life and I have no idea what he wants from me.
0: Yeah. Um, he's telling him he's blessed. Yes. You know, and I think Defoe says, like, you think it's a blessing <laughs> to know what God wants? <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> He says, you know who my mother and father and God are? Fear. Yes, yes. <laughs> Actually, the snakes are this night. By Like, I, I mixed it up. Okay. They're, they're after this scene. Yeah. yeah. Because they're talking about all the things that he's struggling with. And then they come out as a snake representation yes. thro- the next night. Yes. So, yeah. Um, and then he wakes up purified. Right. And Judas shows up again to kill him. Uh, he's gotten orders to, to kill Jesus. Right. But he doesn't and jesus tells him hey you know don't kill me just follow me i've been purified i everything's clear now Mm -hmm. and he kind of knows that god has a plan for him and he has to go and like talk to people instead of you know killing them or working he's got a his plan now is to just spread love that's what he's got to do right right
1: it's it's a i mean like he, he comes to this conclusion um like in the in the action of the film, it, it it feels like it happens kind of fast, but it didn't because he's been he's been wrestling with it for twenty years, right? You know, yeah. Um, and like this is the the best way for him to understand it was because like this is the whole thing with um, like seeing the dead man who he talked to was probably the first like kind of miracle that he'd witnessed. Yeah. You know? um, so the first time that like even though God has made, God has been kind of pestering him for all this time. He's never like made it kind of like done something in front of him. like
0: this. I love that, the fact that God is just pestering people. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> it's awesome.
1: I know. exactly.
0: <laughs> it's like Zeus playing with his little dolls. I mean, you dude, know, I know yeah.
1: that. that it, it, yes, it is with his action figures. And like, Um, when I was younger learning about this stuff, I never got to have this conversation that we just had. Yeah. Like I couldn't say God's pestering this guy. Why why is he doing this? You know, you can't, you can't ask that question. Yeah. Um, and blasphemy. Exactly. And if you do, yeah, you will be told to shut up.
0: Yep. And Jesus tells Judas, Hey, maybe you were sent here to follow me. Yeah. You know, so let's go. Right. Right. (laughs) And he does. And he, and he makes it
1: clear, you know, Judas, like, Hey, listen, if you deviate from the path, I will kill you. You know, yeah. um, and he's like, OK, fine. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> all right. Um, and, you know, Jesus proves himself right away because um, the, the townsfolk are going to stone Mary Magdalene for because she uh, did her work on the Sabbath.
0: Yeah, it's fine every other day. It
1: is. It, I don't know what what the deal is, why why they've like kind of made their peace with it every other day of the week. Yeah, because I, I thought mean, that was a sin, too. I mean, it is, it definitely <laughs> is, unless they're her customers, like, I mean, some, I'm sure they are, a lot of them are her well, customers, yeah, I'm sure. you know, um, but they... Wait, so you could do it
0: for work legally in, like, not as a sin? I think, yeah. Back then, I, I,
1: I think, kind of... I think the legality of sex work has not always
0: been what well, it is in America Well, today. I know it wasn't, like, an illegal thing, right. but, like, as a sin... It's okay oh, if it's uh, no. your work? No, it w- it wasn't. I didn't think no, it was. It wasn't good. Like I think
1: that they had like kind of just um, uh, figured out that that she's I guess she's a business in the community. Yeah. She probably isn't allowed in the temple. Um, I mean yeah. she's got tattoos and everything so she's like thought of as she kind of exists oh, outside of big
0: tattoos.
1: I mean, yeah. That that is a devilish. I know, know, man. I mean, she's the only one in the movie that has them. You know so yeah there's a f-
0: few other women do too
1: oh they do oh they, yeah you're right i'm sorry yeah all lazarus's sisters both yeah home. you're right yeah. okay wow so all the
0: babes got a babe <laughs> yeah,
1: <that's right>. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> you know that is i mean it, all the women who are uh who are sexual beings yeah they they yeah. are kind of that
0: way yeah right so he stops them from stoning her right you know he he says he just gets out there and starts talking to them. He says like they say she sinned, right? And he goes, "Which one of you hasn't sinned? Mm-hmm. Come on, tell me who who hasn't done that." <laughs> and no one can say anything, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. One guy tries. Yes, he does. Yeah. He steps to him.
1: Yeah, um, and you know when Jesus rescues Mary Magdalene from the stoning and this asshole, you know, like tries to portray, make it like seem like he has never sinned. Yeah. Um, it's a huge moment because for the first time, Jesus is not fearful. Right. You know, and he's standing up and, and trying to like help people. Um, and I also want every evangelical Christian in America to listen to this man's speech. Um, check your Bible, GOP. Uh, (laughs) Um, Jesus, your Savior and Messiah, uh, worked against rich people. And he made it very clear that there's no way you can be wealthy and follow him while your fellow man starves. And he tells that to Zebedee. Um, He says, be careful, Zebedee. Uh, There is a God and he knows everything. Mm-hmm. Um, he's seen you with that widow. What's her name? Yeah. And you hear somebody go,
0: Judith! And it's, it's, <laughs> it's, my fa- it's the funniest part of the, the movie. The whole crowd, too, just went <laughs> like, oh! Yeah, exactly.
1: I know, Judith." It's, it's a
0: Like, big there's a diss track back there.
1: <laughs> this is like yeah. almost like a rap battle, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and he also said something about, like, uh, he's seen you cheat your workers, and, and right. like, it's... Yeah. Yep.
0: It's pretty awesome. Yeah. And and he's not afraid like you said he's about to stone him the guy right. has a huge rock in his hand and he's right. about to hit him but mm-hmm. he he doesn't yes um yes. and after the confrontation with the guy here he, he actually gets everyone to go up you know on the mountain here and he has like a his first sermon with yes, people yes his first sermon on the mount yeah and he uh, he preaches love yes. is what he does yes and he, he even tells later i think he's talking to judas and he's saying like yeah all i did was, I just opened my mouth and that came out like <laughs> right. like I I didn't even think about it. It just happened. Right. It was God speaking through me, and it's and it's funny too because
1: when he when he goes to do the sermon, um, it doesn't quite go. You're you're thinking okay, this is a big moment in the film. This is a big moment. This right. It's I a huge the thing story. in the
0: Bible. Right.
1: Exactly. Um, and it doesn't go quite as as he planned. <laughs> I mean, like. He does do the he opens yeah, his mouth right? and out it comes, Yeah. and it's a good parable, but it's not immediately understood by the people or by us. Yeah, and he has to explain. It. He goes, "No, look, I'm the the thi- I'm that person, and this is and that thing." Right. And they're like, "Yeah, okay, then that that well, well,
0: who who's the lamb?" Right. Like, yes. They're trying to pick out what parts of the metaphor <laughs> <Right>. are like. <laughs> it's, a lot of modern filmmakers do this. Yes. In the movie, like this means that, <laughs> right? <laughs> um, but yeah. And at the end of it, like, half the crowd is like, yeah, let's go kill the rich people and, like, run off to murder people. (laughs) And Jesus is like, no, no, don't. That's not what I meant. Exactly.
1: And unlike Jesus, I was like, yeah, cheering them on. Yeah, you're like, yeah, go for (laughs) it, (laughs) Exactly,
0: go. Go get those shekels.
1: (laughs) Oh, man. Um, But, yeah, and... There's another part, too, where, like, in, in the next um, little passage here is where he starts to to get more disciples. Right. Know.
0: It's a great—it's not a montage, really, I don't right. think, but it's just a shot of him walking towards the camera. Yes. And as he's walking towards the camera and the music is playing, it's, like, this very hopeful music Right. Uh, that's kind of swelling up. And as he's walking towards the camera, more, like, people kind of fade into the picture, like, behind him. Yes. Uh, and it just keeps going and going. It's a gathering yeah. crowd. Right? Yeah, so it's um, it's it's a great shot.
1: I like too the way they they first like because um, I think it's I think it's Andrew or uh, John first comes with Judas and Jesus, and they're they're just sitting there. Yeah, on by the river, and then you see Peter and Andrew. Like they they don't say anything. They they're just sitting there, and they're wondering. Okay, well let's go follow these men. Right. You know? yeah. All right. Got it. Yep. Um, yeah, and. Um, once once they gather everybody and they, they've got their their congregation together, um they have to go meet John the Baptist.
0: Yeah, another big part of the Bible.
1: Yes. Um
0: Andre Gregory, everybody. Dude,
1: I mean like the casting in this movie, yeah. obviously. It, it's it's amazing. It's just from top to bottom. We we skipped over when zebedee
0: oh yeah irvin Kirsch. of course we didn't even mention
1: it. i mean good <laughs> lord i'm just i i, I still can't believe that he wasn't even really an actor right i mean he almost never acted and he just was like i'll play zebedee in your movie marty sure <laughs> you God, know it's awesome <laughs> pretty cool well he must have taught marty right well i mean yeah that, that maybe that was have. it yeah i guess was he was he the uh, teacher at, at usc or something yeah. is that what okay yeah i okay. think he was a-
0: I think I learned that because George Lucas mentioned it somewhere at one point, that he was a a professor or something. Got it. I'm I'm sure he crossed paths with Marty somewhere down there. And and if
1: it wasn't a student-teacher relationship, he probably did meet him through George Lucas. Probably. you know, they were best friends. Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, uh, but yeah. (laughs) um, You know, Andre Gregory, uh, in the Bible, John the Baptist is the reincarnated Elijah. Um, And even though he's so closely linked with Jesus. I like this interpretation of him more than the Bible because, um, he's an Israelite who's willing to accept Jesus as the promised savior, but he himself still holds to the old ways and he still perceives God as vengeful and angry. Um, even though if the Messiah is here, yeah. th- this is the prince who was promised and that th- they were supposed to like change everything, well, well, God will still strike me down if if i if I you know stray from the path um, nothing's changed for him exactly, even though he acknowledges that everything he 's hoped for is now coming true, yeah um and i, I it's it 's another thing where like I can see if evangelicals sitting watching this scene and seeing like the, the surrounding area of like okay they're at the river and you see the baptist you know like uh, almost like almost like a faith healer yeah you know he he's yelling a lot and there's like a you hear drums and other instruments. It's like a rave
0: is happening. Exactly.
1: Yes. The River are,
0: Jordan rave, yes, dude. Yes, it is exactly a
1: rave. It's it's like um it's Coachella
0: going There's on. People, I know they're convulsing and yes, headbanging and yes. stuff. And they're, they're all they're all naked. They're all nude. They're right. probably all on PCP. Yes, it's insane. I know it, it is. <laughs> it is a real
1: bacchanal, but it's religious ecstasy. They're
0: not doing right. drugs. It's not actual ecstasy, right? <laughs> yes, that's right. It's not it's e, religious. It's ecstasy. really happening. They're on Molly. <laughs>
1: <laughs> nobody had a pill with a chicken Did on it you baptize
0: this pot <laughs>
1: <laughs> um they but yeah he's um it's it's a great moment where you where we first see andre gregory because we see him from the back and we hear him yelling and then mm-hmm. like jesus approaches him and he turned he just whips around and he goes why are you here mm-hmm. i mean like he
0: he heard him he didn't hear yeah. him coming he sensed him coming yep and Defoe says, "You tell me." Uh huh. Yeah. And it's nice. Great. Um. And when he turns, all the music kind of stops. Yeah. And while they're, uh, having this moment together, like the world is kind of stopped around them, <laughs> which is a, an awesome representation of how important this is. Yes. Um. Like everything is silent, and he's baptizing Jesus at this moment, and nothing else matters, is what it's displaying to right. you. You know. Right. Um. That's, that's the thing. He gets baptized here. And then, as soon as it happens, you know, everything kind of returns. Yes. The music and all the sounds and everything. Yes
1: and and the the significance of the baptism itself i mean like you know john knows right away this is this is the messiah this, this the, the, he's real this yeah. this jesus is the you know it was prophesied that that someone would come from the house of david and this is that descendant mm-hmm. um and he wants to be baptized by jesus and jesus says no you baptized me you know yeah. um it's it's amazing you know this is not what he expected at all and i love too like the 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 portrayal of John the Baptist, which in whether it's uh, this novel or the Bible portrays him as this like true man from the hills. You know, Mm -hmm. he he eats insects and he lives in the wilderness um, and he never bathes. And he's just, you know, (laughs) like just this this wild man out there. Yeah. Um, And he's and he's completely devoted to God. That's what he cares about. It's it's food for him. Everything about him is just God. Um, Totally devout. (laughs) and uh i you you mentioned your your favorite scene like you know um with with judas later my, my favorite scene in the movie is with uh Andre Gregory and willem Dafoe at the fire that night, okay we uh, were yeah. talking about like the plans um, and
0: about using the axe. using the axe to chop down the rotten tree, yes, and stuff exactly. like that yes. Yeah.
1: Um, and I, I love that philosophical discussion that they're having. Like like Jesus is trying to tell him, No, you have to have love. And he's like, No, first we gotta we gotta get the rot out of society. Right. You know? yeah.
0: I was waiting for Wallace Shawn to show up, Dude, man.
1: It is exact it is so like I mean that th- th- yeah. that that conversation this conversation could be in my, my dinner with Andre.
0: My dinner with John the Baptist.
1: <laughs> Dude. You see Jesus get off the subway. <laughs> right. He's walking down the alley. All I wanted to do was go home and have a nice, delicious dinner with my girlfriend, Debbie. Cars passing by. (laughs) (laughs) It'll work. It works. I mean, I I can't believe, like, Comedy Bang Bang hasn't done this already,
0: you know? It's probably too obscure to make a... (laughs) <laughs> last temptation of christ my dinner with andre comedy spoof That's true. crossover that's true you're right damn what a shame because it's gold we've got a market uh, i mean we can tap into uh,
1: why don't we just do this yes
0: <laughs> damn dude <laughs> i'll call up wallace uh when we're done you know oh excellent too bad we can't get andre uh, yeah,
1: yeah i know i know He'd be he'd be more game than Wallace Shawn probably you know yeah yeah he's yeah. a friendlier
0: guy. <laughs> <laughs> I never thought about that, but I'm assuming you're right. Yes, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Is Wallace Shawn kind of an asshole? Well, he's kind of prickly. Okay, like, like he's well, not yeah. the,
1: he's not the Wally we see in the film.
0: Um, well, you can see him being prickly in a lot of stuff. Yes. As, I mean, maybe that's just his style. Yeah. Um, if
1: you go in, like uh, everybody, if you want to see, like the you know the Criterion uh, collection, they do the the, the like posts the, about people like in the in the in the vault, like yes, picking out movies. picking out movies. Yeah. There's one with Andre Gregory and Wallace Shawn. Yeah. Um, it's from like eight years ago, and like they, actually on the on the My Dinner with Andre DVD, um, they they have like Noah Bombach interviews both guys, and like uh, Wallace Shawn is a difficult man. Really? Like in interviews on the Criterion
0: DVD? Yeah.
1: He's oh, he's just kind of he's not a bad person. I have
0: that. I never watched that interview though. Yeah, you can. Yeah,
1: check it out. He's he's like he, like Andre Gregory is so like you know he he's just the, he's just like he is at the table. Yeah, he wants to tell you everything, <laughs> you know. But while <laughs> Sean is a little bit guarded, you know, a ah. little cagey. Yeah, it's like who's this Noah kid? <laughs> <That's> exactly right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh man. Right. But yeah, they have that conversation. They're arguing over. All right, should we should we fight or? be passive yeah about things right
1: um and you know it's <sighs> like the, the the scene ends with like you know like obviously uh, uh john the baptist wishing him all the best and and like you know supporting him and he and he uh he kisses him and and tells him you know farewell yeah and uh like we then see jesus going out and trying to spread love you know and it's not just like in the bible it's not going the way he planned um the world isn't ready for, for, for this message yet. Yeah. And, and uh, not just the world, not just the citizenry, but like uh, what's on top of Rome ruling Israel at the time. um, One of the reasons they were able to is because the leaders in Israel allowed it to happen. Um, They did not fight back, you know, with, when this occurred and they're allowed to, uh, you know, pretty much run their, you know they they can they can have temple they can have their religion they can have everything you know like as as yeah. Jewish culture is supposed to be as long as they they don't step out of line and they don't you know and they they like let Rome um, rule in in this dictatorship yeah you know um, they're on they're on Rome's payroll is what I'm trying to say
0: yeah yeah and after the scene this is when uh, Jesus goes into the desert again alone yes. to speak to God I guess right um and this is. I think a really famous scene in the movie. Yes. When he goes and he sits in the circle for 10 days and uh, is conf- confronted by various manifestations, demons, things like that. Yes. Um, the first one is a snake that comes up to him. I think it's been maybe three days. He's sitting in the desert in a circle. Can you imagine doing that? Like no. not, not moving, no food, water, anything. Man.
1: Um. I mean, I, w- I was told you know, you're told this story in Sunday school and yeah. in church and everything, but, uh, I didn't really appreciate it until I saw this movie. You
0: yeah. Know? It really, it's really powerful. Yeah. The way they do it. Right. Um, and it's the same kind of snakes he saw earlier in the film and it's Mary Magdalene's voice and she's tempting him. Uh, she calls him arrogant to think that he can save the world. Yes. And she says, you know, you could just come and be with me together like you wanted uh, but so you could stop doing this. Um, and I love how this confrontation ends. He's being he like, I don't even think he says anything to her really. Right. She says, Oh Jesus. And then explodes. Yes. Which I think is awesome. Yes, <laughs> I know.
1: I know. And especially too the way, the way after the explosion, it's punctuated by Willem Dafoe, like breaking down. Yeah. Like he just <gasps> like this. And like, it, it's everything comes out of it. It's a Florence Pugh moment. Yeah. You know, he, he's as good as her. Yeah, breathing out. Right. It's the release. Yes, like just <laughs> diaphragmatical, you know, like uh,
0: exhalations, yep. you know, amazing. Uh, and the next one is after 10 days, a, a lion shows up and says it's like his heart or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I don't know what the lion really represents. Do you? I don't. Okay. Um,
1: I, I'm, I'm trying to figure out myself. I mean, I, I think, I know it's connected later, you know, to what happens at, when he when he greets his disciples after his time in the desert. Is it yeah. about
0: pride or something? Because the line does say, like, you're pretending to be humble, but you're really not. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Um, and I love what Defoe does. He says, get out of here, I'll rip out your tongue. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. or, that's not exactly what he says, but step into my circle and yeah. I'll rip out your tongue. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> really good
1: to be honest with you like the the even though i love this sequence um even to this day i'm not fully i don't fully grasp like what each apparition is supposed to represent and yeah it's a little bit uh you know obtuse or or not not obtuse but like i i I can't quite it's elliptical I, i can't quite you know like grasp what it's trying to say
0: right yeah and no one really knows I guess what truly happened in the sure. desert, you know, yeah. but, um, I think that the way they're representing the challenges he's facing is wonderful. I yeah. mean, it, even the kind of mysterious nature of it, yes. uh, I think adds to it because, um, we, it is some kind of a mystery, even Jesus in the scenes, isn't too sure of what what's happening to him right. still, you know. Right. Um, he just knows he has to do this.
1: Yes, and and if you're there, if if that if this was you, whether you're Jesus or you're you, and you're sitting in in like you're essentially going on a vision quest, uh, sitting in the desert, um, like with only your mind yeah. as a companion. And
0: John's peyote that the, he yeah. took from the river. <laughs> That's <right.
1: Exactly>. yeah. <laughs> John the Baptist slipped you something good. Yeah. Um, like. Yeah, you're you're gonna like start to go nuts. Yeah, and and everything that, you know, what what's gonna like appear to you, it's gonna have some meaning or it's gonna just be some weird shit that you're seeing. And like, um, I remember I I keep referencing going to Sunday school class because it was it was a formative thing, I guess. Yeah, you know, um, but like. It was just simply that you know the devil tempted Jesus in the in the desert. You yeah, know, that's what we were told. Right. So in my in my mind, I'm I'm picturing the devil sitting there with Jesus and and you know like yeah, mocking this him.
0: Big red devil. It, yes. You know? Yes. Yeah. With it a was pitchfork even, and everything. I
1: mean, like the 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 children's Bible I had that had the illustrations had like the what you just described. Yep. He was a little, a little more menacing than that, but like I, I couldn't get that out of my head, and it was just like this. This shows you like what a person would go through. Right.
0: You know, they literally show you Satan and it's a flame. Yes. That's what it is. Yes. It's not a devil or no. a creature or a, a horned person. It's, <laughs> right. It is a flame that's just flickering there yes. as a voice speaks to him.
1: Um like this and the movie from twenty fourteen, Last Days in the Desert, um in which Ewan McGregor plays both Jesus yeah. and Satan, like it's the most effective way uh to show that it's it's not a horned figure. It is something like it's another it's an otherworldly spirit that is like if hell exists as we know it, mm-hmm. um it's not a physical being that that's like ruling this thing it's something more evil that we can't even really comprehend and all we can do is like have a symbol in front of us yeah. that's this flame that says everything and nothing
0: right i think it's a great choice too cuz everyone fears fire that's true um, almost everyone would fear the devil i a- would think an eternal damnation yeah. yeah right so it's a wonderful choice right and yeah, the the flame turns into a tr- an apple tree and he actually takes one of the apples and eats it mm-hmm. and blood gushes out of it. Right. Which I thought was awesome. Yes. I was like, wow, really? <laughs> um, and the flame like flickers out and it says, we'll see each other again. Yes. And then at this moment, he picks up an axe out of the ground. I guess this is the the message he finally got. Is yes. like, all right, we're going to take this and we're going to actually use the axe method that John <laughs> right. the Baptist said. Right. And we're going to chop down the rotten tree mm-hmm. and build on it.
1: And earlier too, he had rotten um, tree
0: being like Rome and the yeah. oppression and yeah. everything. Yeah.
1: Um, and earlier he had uh, like eaten an apple and he spit the seeds out. Yeah. And, and like a tree was just like, it just appeared, grew. appeared yeah. there. Yeah. Yes. That,
0: that was a cool shot. Right.
1: Um, and it was almost like, it was another example of like Jesus, like kind of understanding what his power is now. Um, and he'd also had a conversation with Judas um, where, you know, I really had another great scene with with Harvey Keitel and Willem Dafoe where Judas like kind of pulls him aside and goes, Rabbi, uh, these other men, I'm not like them. You know, <laughs> uh, I mean, they're they're good. They're good men. But, you know, look, I'm very simple. Right. Uh, if I uh, if I love someone, I'll die for them. If I hate someone, I kill them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> got it and it's know? harvey
0: Keitel, yes, and it's like I, know, right? I believe him
1: i know <laughs> he'll do it i know exactly <laughs> it's it's totally like plausible that this guy is this like i mean he's a very practical guy yeah you know and it was at a time where like uh you had to you had to assemble an army to overthrow an, an oh a, yeah you know, a, an oppressor um and yeah and i i love this because like at when when Jesus then um, uh, gets the axe, I mean, like the axe, I take this to mean like the movement is no longer done in secret, you know, right? Um, and yeah. it's it's he's now going to show his face to the world, and this demonstration of pulling out his heart, which comes later, yeah, um, like it's it's necessary so that the apostles can see he's the real thing.
0: Yeah, like af- after he like leaves the circle and starts to head back to the river, he comes across um, who's it? Mary Martha. Yes. Yeah and they tell him that yeah John the Baptist was killed um right. the romans got him i guess right
1: um yeah uh peggy gormley as martha and randy danson as mary um they they're uh really two great characters um and yeah. they they nurse him they kind of just they feed him and they take him in and and yeah they give him the the the, the news about john the baptist and um, it's another interesting uh, aspect of like this movie, uh, this movie, this story when compared with the Bible, because in the Bible, Herod, they, they mentioned that Herod had him killed. Um, King Herod. Uh, yeah. And in the Bible, Salome, Herod's uh, daughter, was was doing this uh, this dance. And Herod was so taken with, with the dance that he told, you know, Salome, she can have anything she wanted. And she said, bring me the head of John the Baptist. Okay. Um, so, yeah, that's how John met his end
0: that's some crazy
1: shit. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna,
0: I, I never read that part yeah. of the Bible. Yeah. Oh, uh, man. <laughs> right. Yeah, I didn't have the same experience in Sunday school as you did. Yes. Like, I I did attend occasionally, but okay. Um, I was able to wiggle my way out of it, I think. Jeez, I, I so, didn't know
1: that you had that, um, that you, you had it at all.
0: Yeah, I, I went as a little kid sometimes, but it wasn't like every weekend. Like, okay. I don't, my mom was like, I guess, kind of iffy on it. I guess she she wasn't forcing it on me. I guess I don't know. Well, that's that's, that's um, really cool. Actually, I think she was when I was a teenager and I got my driver's license. I started driving my brother and myself to church okay. on Saturday nights instead okay. of going with the family on Sunday morning. Wow! And we took advantage of it. <laughs> okay, <laughs> and uh, or no, we instead of going Saturday night, we went Sunday mornings. But instead of going to church, we would go to White Castle. And we got, <laughs> we got in trouble and got caught. Um, and I remember getting in a huge fight with my mom about it. Yeah, man, I'm
1: yeah. I I'm a huge fan of like I ditched church stories, you know, and <laughs> it's I I almost collect them, you know.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So we were supposed to also go like bring the program home uh-huh. to prove we were there. So we would get our White Castle, <laughs> eat it, and then drive to the church. And go up and grab it and then go home.
1: Steal a bulletin as proof oh, you yeah. were
0: there. As they were letting out, you know, they'd hand them out at the door and we'd run in and be like, oh, can I get one? You know. That's a hell of a scheme. Yep. Wow. And uh, a couple times we forgot or missed it, you know, sure. and sure. Uh, like, I think they were on to us. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> yeah, it was something. I mean, you'll always get caught eventually with that. That was stuff. a giant pivotal moment in my life, actually. Yeah. Because I got in a huge fight with my mom and stepdad. Oh, OK. And I told them. I told them I didn't believe in God, and they got really mad. Wow! And then, I nowadays I'm an agnostic, folks, just out there. I was raised Catholic, uh, but uh, then I told them I wanted to go live with my dad, and then I did. Mm-hmm. So, man, that was that was a huge life changing thing for me. Wow! Yeah. Yeah, you guys got the real background on me on this episode. That's holy that's great, cow,
1: man! I I appreciate you revealing that. Yes, that, that's, that's something. Wow. wow.
0: Well, we got we did a lot. On uh, witness with you, I guess you yes. get, get it with me here. So. Yes, exactly. Yeah. The,
1: Scott's formative years. Yeah, wow, wow.
0: cool. Wow, uh, let's see if we can continue along sure. with the episode. Right. <laughs> <laughs> think about all this trauma. Yes, <laughs> um, it wasn't really traumatic. It was, I think it turned out for the best. Right. Exactly. Um, now, now and I have you, a good relationship with my mom, and, and yes, still so it wasn't. Everything got better. Yes, everybody's <laughs> adults now. Everyone is good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, John the Baptist is dead. Mm-hmm. So. The apostles are at the river waiting for Jesus to show back up, and they're they're all arguing like, "Dude, we should just go. He's not coming back." I know. And Harvey Keitel, man, says, "No, we're fucking staying here," <laughs> uh, without the f word. Well, and what the, the intimidation? Exactly, is there. it's there. And, yeah.
1: And I love when he when he decides to just take a shot at Peter for no reason. Yeah. Um, you know, because like, <laughs> P- Peter says exactly like what Judas just said. And then Judas like looks at him and goes, you know, Peter, that's what I love about you. You're solid as a rock, you know, and, uh, like that's in the Bible, like the whole thing of Peter being a rock. Like that's what Jesus had referred to him as because yeah. he was like, you know, Jesus is number two essentially, yeah. which is, you know, like not what's in Nikos Kazantzakis' novel. It's Judas who's, who's like yeah, the right. rock for, for Jesus. Um, yeah, uh, great, great way to like, cause I remember the first time I saw the movie, I was waiting for Peter to step up and he doesn't Yeah, because it's not the Bible. You know,
0: no, it's, it's a historical fiction. Yes. That, right. It's a, it's a, that, it's, it's a novel on.
1: that in which Jesus and Peter and Judas are characters. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Historical fiction. Like you said.
0: Yeah. And this is the scene when Jesus shows up and rips his heart out. Yeah. Um, Cause they're arguing and uh, he shows up like at the height of the argument. Yes. And they're all like, oh, thank God he's here. You know? And um, Jesus rips his heart out of his chest and holds it up for them to see. And it's like dripping blood into the river, and it's, it's a great shot right. of this heart in his hand just dripping everywhere. Um, and he says, I'm inviting you to war, which <laughs> yes. is a line I didn't think I'd hear Jesus say.
1: <laughs> well, he's got his fresh hair extensions in this scene, too, um, so that's that's another part of it. <laughs> After thirty days in the desert, <laughs> yeah. he has like uh, yeah, it's it's pretty crazy. <laughs> uh, but like when he when he makes that statement about going to war, he also talks about um, you know like the the ripple effect of what's going to come from their you know from their their war that they're waging and the blood that's dripping into the river starts to ripple and starts yeah. to you know like like make this cloud. Yeah, um, and uh, it's a great it's it's a great metaphor. It's a great message, and um, it's a great moment for Judas because for the first time like when he pulls the heart out Judas is standing there like in the middle of the frame with his arms folded while the other apostles go to their knees yeah cuz they're they're seeing like you know this is their first like this is a, encounter huge miracle. With a miracle right yeah. but Judas somehow still isn't quite convinced and then when Jesus says you know I used to believe in this now I believe in this and he holds up the axe yeah that's when Judas like gets to his he kisses Jesus's feet and says you know like he had, he had, he
0: hails god he says i don't right you know yep um yeah judas is so metal dude he's like <laughs> as soon as he says i used to believe in love now i believe in the axe yeah, dude. judas is like hell yeah brother
1: <laughs> i know exactly <laughs> absolutely man made it yeah um yeah he wants to go to Vakken,
0: dude <laughs> yeah dude <laughs> um but yeah And now we get to see a bunch of miracles happen. Like, he's proving to the people the miracles. You know, you get all the classics. Like, he's... Jesus playing all the hits too. Yeah, dude. He's he's restoring the blind's sight. You know, he's casting out devils. yeah You know, he he turns water into wine, uh-huh. which is a big one. I love the scene too. He's like at this party, and this guy's like, "Ma'am, we're all out of wine." And Jesus goes, "Well, what about those jugs?" And the guy's like, "No, they're water. I put them there myself." Uh-huh. And he goes, "Why don't you just go make sure?" yep yeah the guy goes hey it's wine <laughs> and jesus is like smiling all smug it's and he holds like, up and he holds up his cup yeah he's in a like toast. cheers yes yeah. um and, and this this water into wine i thing, find it so funny that scene I, is hilarious
1: it's also like i remember it's eerily like the bible too it's one of those scenes it's one of the stuff like from the bible like the stories is just kind of intact you know yeah um and like uh it it doesn't have the exact dialogue, but, but right, you know, yeah, um, yeah. But it's just he's they they, they say that uh, Nathaniel, the character, um, says that that this is uh, we only like I only bought enough for three days. This wedding has been going on for yeah. three days, and he's now worried because like supplies are getting low. Weddings were like five day affairs.
0: Yeah, he only brought three days worth of wine. That is, for a hundred people. Get out of my house. <laughs> Get your,
1: get your asses out of my, they, have, I'm not dude. fucking Jesse Pinkman. <laughs> Jesus, dude. Dude.
0: Yeah. Uh. Ugh, dude. Um, that's a lot of wine. It is. That
1: is a that's lot a of whole,
0: wine. I, no, I'd be bringing, we were talking, <laughs> I'd be bringing Milwaukee's best. That's <laughs> yeah, the beast.
1: Exactly. That's right, dude. That's right. <laughs> we were making
0: beer jokes before recording and the beast was a hot topic. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would not be bringing wine.
1: No, no. And if you imagine like the <laughs> the labor involved in making wine back then. Oh yeah, you know. Um, and they 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 show like. Um, there's all this food like like jesus eating some some like some good naan and pita bread yeah. there um and the the, the the spread that uh that mary and martha give him earlier like with with the um the olives and the, it, it's almost like a little yeah oh man it looks really it good
0: it looks excellent yes
1: and and so nathaniel has to have all that and the wine and he has to have enough of it for hundreds of people yeah um and yeah, I, I, you just you're going to the
0: poorhouse just because somebody in your family got married. This scene also ends. I love the way the scene ends mm-hmm. because uh, they're at the wedding and it's it's very lavish, right? This is obviously like a well-off uh, couple, people, or yes. at least the man was. Yes. Uh, but there's a lot of like rich people there, right? And he's trying to convert them to, to his cause. Yes. And they are all just laughing at him, and it's it's just like today, Dave. Yeah. rich people are like fuck you yeah you poor idiot get away from me i am not gonna help you i know i know Ugh. it makes you sick it, it's disgusting i know they laugh at them and even try they attack them right and force them to flee and like they're they're technically you
1: know kind of the religious elders too like they're yeah. they're the pharisees and you know the reason he's trying to to convince them is because he needs their kind of not their blessing, but he, he has to get them. They're the ones who teach people about God and religion. Yeah. So if, if he can convince them that he's the chosen one, then, you know, then he's golden, but he's not going to be able to do it in this amount of time. And they don't want to hear him flat out. Right. Like they, and one of them says something like, you know, convince us, like make us believe in you Yeah. to where like Jesus, I I guess Jesus could, even if he did tricks, you know, like, like, uh, but What his miracles were? Yeah. That's still it was never enough. Like even if they were like even they they were eyewitness to it, that wouldn't convince them anyway because right. their mind is made up.
0: Right, and that kind of leads into the next miracle he does is when he raises Lazarus yes. from the dead. Um, this I like this scene. I kind I find it kind of humorous because when they open the tomb, everyone like grabs their nose. Oh, I know, and they're like,
1: Ooh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody just throwing three up. days of death. Yes.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Three days of leprous
1: death. Ooh. You know, I mean In like, the desert. Yes. Ooh. Yes. I mean, can you imagine just the conditions <laughs> uh, of like, anytime you like got a cut on your elbow, you could die yeah. because like the the, it's the whole horror house of infections.
0: Uh, and the, the scene of him like going to the, the opening of this tomb mm-hmm. and Jesus is standing there in the opening and he like. He like does these weird kind of karate chop points. I, yeah, that was a weird move. I'm like, it almost looks like Neo from The Matrix. Yes, but like. I, I don't know. It's just like not a real chop, but yeah. I'm chopping and then putting my palms up. It's the only time yeah. he
1: does it in the movie. Yeah. And, and and it's, it's very prominent. He's standing in this open tomb way and he just like, it's almost like he shoots his cuffs. Like he's wearing a tuxedo. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah it's and, like you know, Nicholas Cage or something, yes.
0: <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. Caster Troy is raising the dead <laughs> it is. and it's in slow motion too. Yeah. And you see like dust come off of his right. hands. Right. Um, it's a cool shot. It's, it's a really cool move and shot. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, the chop. I wrote down the Jesus Judo Chop. <laughs> there was a there was a sacrilegious term that you gave me
1: uh, some time ago. I'm pretty um, good at that. Yes, um, I, I think you called communion
0: wafers Jesus. That's not my joke. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. That's Dane Cook. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, it's an excellent joke. That's like circa 2002, Dane, Dane Cook. Wow, yeah. I had no clue. Well, props yeah. to Dane Cook for a good joke. Yep. Yep. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> He, he doesn't deserve the hate, I guess. <laughs>
1: yeah, exactly. He got <laughs> one good word in.
0: One good joke. <laughs> the G's it. Yeah, that's a classic. <laughs> yes. Um, uh, I guess he was raised Catholic, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, probably so. Yeah. Makes sense. Um, But, yeah, like, he raised someone from the dead. Like, yeah. if this doesn't convince them, then what will? I mean, um, and, like, we later see
1: Lazarus, like, essentially now cured as well. I mean, like, his... The, like this incurable disease that was killing people, yeah. you know, I mean, it's highly contagious too, obviously like when, when Lazarus extends his hand, you see it's covered in the sores and it, and it's almost yeah, like the fully skin gray. is yeah. all peeling. Yes. And, yeah. Um, and like the reason, you know, you're, they, they were always like covered in gauze and everything was because they, you know, no one wanted to touch them because they were like, like if you, if you got so much as like one piece of their, of their skin on you, right. I mean like you're, you have it now. Um, and it's very dangerous, right? That's why they had leper colonies and, 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 you know, everything else. And, um, and yeah, this is, this is the, the big miracle. I mean, like it's the thing that everyone would be talking about and so many people witnessed it. And, and it, when you bring someone back from the dead, I mean that, that, what else more, what more do you want?
0: Yeah. And you smelled how dead he was before he came back. Yes. So yeah, he was dead. Yes. Yes. You could fake it. You could throw like a cat in there or something. Of course, right? you could. Yeah. Uh, anybody yeah. could fake anything. Yes, <laughs> that's what Judas is thinking. Hmm. <laughs> yes, yes. And <laughs> and honestly,
1: like many people would be. I mean, I know for the jokes, yes, but like, <laughs> but it's also just like, uh, that that's one of the reasons that that none of the Pharisees believe his stories because they've seen him before, like they've seen like, bunco artists for the last yeah. you know, hundred years all right. claiming to be the Messiah. Right, and then they they do. They're they're essentially just wizards, you know,
0: book of clearance. Yeah, that's that's what it is.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I know. Yeah,
0: exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, now they're ready to go fight apparently. Right. Right. Where do they go? They go to Jerusalem. Yes. They go to the temple. Um,
1: and this is the famous, uh, sequence, um, both in the Bible and in the film in which Jesus, uh, like lays waste to the temple because of what's going on there. Um, they've turned it into an open market. And right. there's animals and there's like, uh, there's, there's currency exchange yes, and
0: gambling. I'm yes. sure everything.
1: Prostitution. Yep. Um, it's all happening, you know, in the temple that, that is supposed to be reserved for prayer. And, uh, yeah, he starts overturning tables and, uh, yeah. you know, like, uh, knocking over animal cages and, and, you know, uh, emptying people's purse and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it's, it's when the the Pharisees see what he's see what's going on and, Mm -hmm. and they, they confront him about it.
0: Yeah. I love when he says, uh, he says, when I say I, I mean, God, Mm -hmm. like I'm not talking about just this human person here. Yeah. When I say that you're doing the wrong thing, God's saying that.
1: You know, I mean, and and it's it's a bold statement because he knows what the wages of that statement are.
0: Yeah, he's literally saying it out loud now. Right. Not just like people are spreading rumors and all that. He's like just shouting it. I am God. Yeah. Uh, that will get you murdered. Yes. Which it does. Yes. But uh, right. Yeah, you can't go around saying that. It's, like, it's a very dangerous thing to do. Even today, you can't really do that I without... Mean, uh, some kind of consequences. You
1: might get killed. Yeah. You could
0: get killed. Yeah.
1: And like, if you came back, like fully saying you were the, like if, if like an actual Jesus figure was, was today, Mm -hmm. someone not like, uh, well, there's plenty of people who claim that they, that they can talk to, to, to God. Uh, but like someone who actually was claiming to be the son of God and was doing what Jesus does. And they came out and they full on went on like, you know, uh, the most popular website or on television or whatever uh, for billions of people and said, I am the Lord God.
0: I'm sure I can find a dozen of them on TikTok right now.
1: (laughs) That's true. But if, but like if they were truly like they had a throng behind them. Oh yeah. Like they they
0: actually had believers. Exactly. Yes. And they, and they were, and they were performing miracles. These things have happened and many people have died because of this. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dangerous games to be playing.
1: Yes. Um, and I guess what, what, what makes him unique is that like, there's all, there's the physical miracles, but also his message, which was, let us not overthrow Rome, but instead we need to like, try to get the Romans to, to worship our God, Yeah, you know, um, to, to see the way. Right. And I don't know if Jesus, the man understood, you know, like what a tall order that was. I'm sure he did. Uh, yeah. And he probably knew, you know, what his fate would be anyway. Yeah. Um, but I mean, like th- that—that's—it's—it's it's hard for me. The reason I'm even bringing it up is because it's hard for me to to uh, to think of someone today having that message, because that message wouldn't get them anywhere. Yeah. And um, I don't think they would gain even Christian followers. I mean, it would be the same as the story that we're we're like yeah. breaking down here. Um, people are far more zealous like than than they are Christ like
0: yeah I don't think it would work out today yeah um, and it doesn't go well here in the city they have to kind of get they get kicked out of the city and flee otherwise they're gonna get murdered in yes. the city
1: because like the Romans um, surround the place
0: yeah and Harry Dean Stanton shows up here yes <laughs> which is awesome I was like oh I forgot he was in this uh-huh. movie <laughs> yes he, um, Saul of Tarsus yes and he sees Judas and he's like hey what what are you doing with this bozo <laughs> Yes. You were supposed to kill that guy. Exactly. I know. <laughs>
1: you were supposed to kill that guy. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a great moment.
0: <laughs> and then after this scene, it, we get, it goes to right to another scene of Lazarus like working at his house, yeah. basically. And Harry Dean Stanton comes up and just stabs him. Like, yeah, you're supposed to be dead. Right. right. And he kills him because it's the best proof that these miracles are happening. Yeah. And this really is the son of God. Yeah. Uh, so they, they kill the proof they cover up the evidence. It's, it's like
1: an actual like a 20th century it's, crime. That it's happens. Watergate. Yeah, man. I mean, it is. It, <laughs> yeah. It's like it's a it's something that like a modern audience can understand. That like yeah, I'm killing the proof. He's an email you know. that
0: got deleted. <laughs> yes. yes, that's right. <laughs>
1: There's no chain of evidence anymore. <laughs> There's no audit trail. Right. You know. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but yeah, I mean, <sighs> and then. Um Jesus realizes he's going to die, yeah. right? Like that God has told him now, like that's the plan. Right. He's going to have to sacrifice his human life. And
1: God had kind of like always made it known to him that he was going to die, but it's, it's only now that he understands that he has to like make the sacrifice. Right. And to to become and to be sacrificed, he first has to uh, like, I guess, fall into the clutches of the Romans
0: um, and be tried. Right. And he needs Judas to help him. Yeah. Because Judas can turn him in. And this is one, one of the scenes I love. Uh, they go back to the temple. And they're going to try to fight everyone, really. And he says, I'm going to baptize everyone with fire. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> and they're in the temple. And the guards are starting to surround him, too. And Jesus, everyone's waiting for him to give the signal to attack. Yeah. But God isn't sending them that message even Jesus is waiting for the signal, right, <laughs> right. <laughs> And he doesn't get that message. his the signal he gets is to drop the axe and try to spread the love again. yeah, um, yeah, this is when he sees himself, he he gets the stigmata, his hands like bleed. yeah, that's all, right right here that part. You're right. Um, yeah. and he realizes, yeah, i can't I can't do this. I'm gonna have to die, right and he gets all weak in the knees and stuff and Judas and the others have to like help him leave the city and then you get a great scene of of he and Judas in like this cavernous part of a building right they're hiding they're hiding away cuz the romans are after him now and this is when he explains to him like you have to turn me in like this is the only way we can do it right and Judas does not want to do it this scene probably pissed off a lot of people as well because absolutely he doesn't want to betray him He's sympathetic in this scene. And he says, if you were me, he says it to Jesus, could you betray your master? And Jesus responds, no, that's why God gave me the easier job. Mm. Acknowledging that you're going to have to live with this betrayal for the rest of your life that you don't want to do. This is a huge sacrifice for you. It's worse than what's happening to me and I'm going to die. And he just acknowledges that um in such a loving way to him. Yes. It takes true love to do something like that. Yeah.
1: Yeah, agreed. Um, yeah. Yeah, this is a very powerful scene. Mm-hmm. Um and man, uh, y- your interpretation of it is uh, is is spot on, man. I mean like uh, and I'm again trying to imagine someone who claims they have a true belief but is like more like the 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 people we are most critical of, you know, mm-hmm. evangelical types actually pulling taking that message away from it and like maybe in some way figuring out a way to humanize Judas they can't do it they just can't um Judas Iscariot is infamous for what he did i mean he yeah. betrayed jesus and like any portrayal of him shown in any kind of sympathetic light would be completely unacceptable yeah you know yeah and it sucks because it's so powerful and and it's and even if this isn't how it went down like Judas had the same um, weaknesses and and f- like uh, struggles that 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 uh, we we're talking all about what what Jesus is going through internally. All the apostles too, every one of them. Yeah, everyone. Like they're 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 breaking, they're they're outlaws just as much as he is.
0: Yeah, right. And you know? and then we get the Last Supper. Yes, and everyone's sitting there. They they do the first communion. Yeah the the bread the the wine the body the blood right and judas leaves the table right he doesn't partake in the communion right or does uh, he leave after he does i can't he, remember he leaves in the
1: middle of it and like yeah. uh peter makes makes mention of it. hey where are you going and jesus is like let him go Yeah. Um, And like Judas left the last supper, um, I I believe in the story too. He, he must've like left it's that in that moment, or maybe I'm just remembering it because I've, I've, I've seen (laughs) this movie more times than I've read the Bible. Okay. Maybe that, maybe I'm getting it conflated. (laughs)
0: Maybe. Um, (laughs) But yeah, he leaves and there's another great scene after the supper where Jesus is conflicted again. He's actually scared. It's another human moment for, for him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's out in this garden praying. He's saying, do I have to die? Is there any other way? And Willem Dafoe is just, he's like shaking. He's so distraught. Yeah. He does not want to die. The performance is amazing. Yes. Um, you can sense the fear that he has. Like, he doesn't want this to happen. Right. And he's just begging, like, I'll do anything. Like, just let me live, please. Yes. Don't make this happen to me. And like, you know, after he goes through all this
1: anguish and he sees his disciples have fallen asleep and he's not happy with them. And he, and he calls them out and says, you know, you, you couldn't stay awake just for while I prayed
0: for right, you know, 10 yeah. minutes.
1: Because <laughs> um, they were supposed to essentially stand guard, even though he knows that what his fate is. Yeah. He still wants them to, you know, like do their jobs. Right. Um, so uh, and when the Romans find him, um, it's because Judas uh, gave them his whereabouts. Yep. Yeah. And. Um, when the Romans surround Jesus, uh, Peter goes to attack one of the soldiers and he slices off his ear Yeah, and, uh, Jesus admonishes him for it. You know, that if you, you, uh, you live by the sword, you die by the sword. Yeah. And, uh, and he picks up the ear and he reapplies it, reattaches the ear (laughs) in a miracle moment, you know, like, like Jesus can do. And... You would think that every Roman soldier would drop to their knees in that <laughs> moment and it would be like, Okay, yeah. now it's time to march on
0: Rome. Right. You yeah. Know? Um we just saw this guy reattach an ear. He's the real deal. With uh, nothing. Yes. No
1: glue. Exactly. With no yes. stitches. I saw it happen.
0: Yeah. And I can hear out of this ear how's it going? And then he you pulled know? a coin out from behind it. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. <laughs>
1: I can't believe! It. I'm so mad at all. <laughs>
0: oh, <man. laughs> these guards. Yes, they weren't looking. They weren't looking at the ear.
1: I guess not. They, they
0: had to have missed it. Uh, I mean, <sighs>
1: even if one of them saw it, the other. Yeah, I mean, right. they they would have like. I mean, and the guy that it happened to, he definitely saw it. Yeah, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It really pisses me off.
0: But well, you know, well, I guess that's the way it goes. Exactly. You know? Yes. Um. <laughs> And then, and then we meet David Bowie. <laughs> David Bowie <laughs> plays uh, Pontius Pilate in in the movie, guys. Yes. It's awesome. I, I David Bowie We've been getting a lot of Bowie lately, man. His,
1: his acting career is fascinating. Yeah, because he he did it like every five years. He'd be in a movie, and it was always something like this something something truly interesting that was like a small part.
0: Yeah, but like it was pivotal to the to the to the story. Well, and what a character to play. Yes, you know, yes, such a A well-known character. Yeah. Um, Yeah.
1: And he nails
0: it. He totally nails it.
1: Absolutely. He's like such... He walks in, and this is a movie with top to bottom some of the best actors in the world. And David Bowie commands the screen. You know, he's only in there with Willem Dafoe. But we've seen Harvey Keitel. You know, uh, we've seen Victor Argo. I mean, like Barbara Hershey. It's a it's a, you
0: know, murderer's row of people and David Bowie comes in and just like, you know, oh, sets fire to everything. He's kind of just strutting around the room a little bit, you know. Mm. Not not really a strut, but you know just a, a very powerful presence, yeah. you know, carefully walking through the room, just talking about the situation with Jesus and uh, <sighs> pointing out everything that's about to happen and his flaws and everything and
1: you're more dangerous than the zealots. Oh
0: yeah, that line is good. Yep.
1: Oh. And, and when he tells him, you know, aren't you going to say something? And, and he, Jesus doesn't say, you had better say something. It's like, oh.
0: Oh, man, it cuts through you, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Cause now you're going to get whipped and <laughs> you're <laughs> yes. going to get a crown of thorns put on your head.
1: Oh my gosh, man. And like, I, I like Pilate has the power to do the right thing. And he doesn't just like many authority figures, yeah. you know? Um, and it's so nuts because when I was a kid learning about all this, our teachers and our uh, pastors kind of went out of their way to absolve Pontius Pilate. Um, and they shifted the blame for Jesus' fate to the people of Israel. Huh. You know, um, I mean, this man was the Roman garrison. Uh, he has total authority. And for him to pretend that he's following the will of the people is total crap because he represents the interests of an occupying force. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that here in this story he's shown as uh, an active agent in the participation and carrying out the assassination he gives the order yeah he's like no this guy's dead um because that's how it really was he's the one who says you know whether you live or die and because i remember because in the bible and in all the stories i was told it was like pontius Pilate. um He presented Jesus and a thief named Barabbas to like a gathered crowd and said, which, which of these men should be crucified. And they all yelled in favor of like sparing Barabbas. Okay. Yeah. That's how the story was told. Yeah. And Pontius was like, well, the people have spoken. I'm washing my hands of this. And instead in this story is like, no, I'm in charge. Yeah. I, I, you know, I call the shots. Right. Because that's truly who had the power. Yes. You know, Israel had a King and the King could do nothing to stop this, you know? Yeah. That wh- whether he wanted to or not, it's like the, the King was, was less powerful than just the, the general governor that, that Rome put in power over this region of their empire.
0: Yeah. um, So yeah. I mean, now he's, he's put the death, right? Yes. He's got the death sentence. He's right. going to get crucified. Um, And you, you get a great shot of him carrying, The cross through the street—it's like super slow motion. Yes, and a lot of it is not in slow motion. You see, like people like laughing at him, people spitting on him, some people like running away. Yes, but it ends in this awesome ultra slow mo shot of just him kind of walking towards the camera in a crowd of people who are just hateful towards him. Yeah, and you can see Defoe's face like and the struggle, just. First off, just carrying this gigantic block of wood through a crowded street after you've been beaten half to death, yes, that's hard enough, but then with people hating you, making it intentionally more difficult to get through this, yes um,
1: and you're being whipped as you're as you're carrying yeah, cross. people are throwing
0: things at him, yeah, like when he gets to the hill where they they plant the cross, there's like even like a couple little kids grab some rocks and like Run up real fast, throw it, and run away. Yeah. It's like, man, like everyone's getting in on this, right? And I, I hate that scene actually with the kids because it, <laughs> it's like, they they have been indoctrinated into this hatred. I know, like they're witnessing their parents or someone, someone else who they respect doing these hateful acts. Yes, and that it's just a learned behavior that can be so easily avoided. Yep. It, it makes me sick because that happens today, like, so often. I know. It's it's it, happening right now. And it, it's, it, will, it, it will never stop, I'm sure. But, man. Yeah. Seeing it happen then, just... And it's this one little two-second thing that's not even the main focal point of the scene. Right. And it just... Man, it, it really drives a point home to... Yeah. To to the message that he's preaching actually of love. Yes. You know, don't hate someone and throw a rock. These kids have no idea why they're doing it. They just are.
1: Yeah, they they've been they've been taught this behavior and, you know, they can unlearn it, but it's still, like that even even though they're still like moldable clay, it's going to take them a while to unlearn it because yeah. like they, you know, kids are a sponge. Yep. And when when you consider like you know what it what it means for for little kids to be taken to like um, I don't know not not a church service but like one of the church services that are not the good kind of church services yeah, you know yeah yeah um, like the the really hardcore like uh, ladies and gentlemen um if if you if you like just dig around and, and find like there, there are people who just sort of cover this scene like you know they it's like right wing watch you know Like yeah. they they just look to they, they want to make sure that there's like eyes on the evangelical, like the, the really hardcores, like the, yeah. the, you know, absolute crazed Christianity that's happening in this yep. country. Um, and there's little kids there, you yeah. know, it's enough to make you want to, to be like more like Judas, you know, um, or like John the Baptist and, uh, you know, use the ax yeah. because it's beyond love. You know, you, you can't try and love someone who is this far gone. Uh, the, the kids are still, like, salvageable. Yeah. But are any of the adults, could, could they ever come back from where, from this place that they're in? Now?
0: It will take a long time. Yeah. It's um, going to be a struggle. It is. Yeah. Yes. I know a few people have been involved in that kind of stuff and have escaped. Yes. I think is the perfect word to say. It is. Um, And it it is the most... They're, they're haunted by it, you know? Right. You can't get over that, even though you've gotten out of it. You're traumatized forever.
1: And even if you, like, um, you've been kind of, like, deprogrammed and you know that, like, it was false, like, it still checks you. Yeah. You know? Yeah.
0: That's, that's... Something will probably feel a little wrong. Yeah. Uh, man, I, I don't wish that on anyone. No. Um, yeah, and I don't wish crucifixion on anyone either that doesn't Uh, sound like a good way to die no
1: (laughs) no it's uh it's pretty foul i mean and uh, the romans they they crucified many people and like the the death itself it takes it takes a long time um and you essentially Uh. just suffocate because your organs like like you know yeah they drop you know hang
0: there yeah Um, um, have you like you know just did like a dead hang yes on a bar. Like or you're even doing pull-ups, or, you, yep. you hang there. Right. Imagine that pain. <laughs> yeah, I mean, for like, days. I know, oh. I know.
1: Yeah, like your your uh, your pectoral muscles like and separating. You're
0: fully nude. Yes. You're you're gonna die from like exposure. Yep. The, the weight of your own body ripping itself apart. Oh God. Your, your hands starvation.
1: And, yeah. Your hands and feet are, are nailed yeah. to the surface. Um, and you're being mocked and whipped while you're there.
0: Yeah. Um, people throwing things at you. Yeah. Birds pecking at your eyes. Um, it's an awful thing. It's amazing. It's that Like
1: in a time of like where God was apparently everywhere. Why God? Um, I mean, I know he, he sent the flood, you know, Thousands of years before that, during the time of Noah, why he didn't do it again in this moment is anyone's guess. I mean, I can't believe he didn't look at his creation Jesus. and say, I, I've, I've, this is, this is too,
0: just a new tactic, I guess. He's like, well, yeah. that didn't work. The flood yeah. Didn't work. Yeah. I don't yeah. know, maybe I, I can send a Godzilla or something. <laughs> yes. Or I'll just send a Jesus. I, well, instead. okay. Yeah. So he sends the Jesus
1: and, and it doesn't quite, I mean, it didn't go the way he planned. Cause like John Turturro shows. <laughs> It was in my mind too. As soon as I said it, I, (laughs) yep. He's licking that volleyball. Yep. We're going to fuck you up. Yep. But Uh, yeah, yeah, it's, it's really like, um, we just had that serious, you know, breakdown of of like the, the evangelical, you know, scene in today's America. And it's like, it's heartbreaking to know that that shit exists. And that like, you know, uh, I'll never stop being mad about it and being, you know, uh, and I'll never stop probably preaching about it, I, you know.
0: I saw like a, a TV show that was it was like a one of those reality shows, and it's, uh, uh, but it was about like escaping that. Okay, and like there were teams that would help people escape. Yeah, and it was all organized, and we're like, all right, we're going at this time, we're coming, and we're gonna get you. And yep. you got to, you can bring one thing, and we're going, and it it was like this really intense reality show right. like, i don't remember what it was called but holy crap that's heroic the, stuff the reason just the fact that you have to go to that length yes to escape that is yes unbelievable
1: uh, i know i know B- because like the y- you the law won't help you right you know yeah uh social services they, they can do nothing to help it has to be someone like just volunteers, like saints under cover of night, right. spiriting you away.
0: Yeah. It's not, it's not just like women talking, right? Yeah. Like you're yeah. Doing, they're all not just going to get up and go. Exactly. Yes. You know, it's not like that. Right. Um, let's get into the, um, the last temptation here, Dave.
1: Yes. That's a good idea. Yeah. Like, uh, where, where the, the title of the, of the story comes from is the last temptation of Christ. Yeah. Jesus is on the cross. And um, he's being, you know, like be, being mocked. He's being whipped, yeah. everything we talked about. And at some point, the noise dissipates.
0: Kind of like when they're at the river. Yes. When he's getting baptized.
1: And we see a figure approach him um, that doesn't look like the children of Israel. Yes. Um, it's a uh, a young girl, probably of about 12 years old. And uh, it's played by the actress Juliet Kate juliet caton was not in a ton of movies but her presence is certainly felt here just like david bowie she shares the screen with a host of great actors and she fully commands the screen um satan is a hell of a role yeah you know for any actor (laughs) um it's no wonder every actor leaps at the opportunity um even if you're a kid right um but when you get to play this role um you're noticed and she doesn't play him as the as the the horned devil that we were talking about earlier. She plays him as uh, this figure, the most angelic like young girl you've ever seen.
0: Right, and she claims that she's an angel. Yes, I mean, I guess Satan was a fallen angel. Yes, but, Lucifer uh, was famous. So maybe famously. she's not lying. Yeah. <laughs> I guess right. But, uh, I'm right. an angel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, and she says, "Hey, you've done enough. You've done God's will. Right, and He's going to save you now because you did what He wanted." And Willem Dafoe is just like, really, okay. Mm-hmm. And he kind of accepts it. Like, wow, I I did my work, yeah. and God has blessed me now. And so he comes off the cross, but no one reacts to it, right? Right. Like everyone is still behaving like he's still on the cross, and he and the the girl kind of just walk away out of the the whole scene they're in. So it's got this weird dreamlike vibe to it's it right Otherworldly, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. um and you could think maybe he is dead now and he's kind of transcending or something or or maybe it's not really happening you don't really know what's going on right here. but he leaves and then uh the girl says like hey now you can see the world how it really is and uh mary is there and they they get married and he has kids with Mary and all this Mary Magdalene Mary Magdalene yes Yes. excuse me yes um there's lots of Mary's in the Bible so yes Yes. you gotta distinguish (laughs) right (laughs) um but he's given the life of a man yes to enjoy you know
1: and like even in the in when he's when he's led off the cross off of Golgotha he comes to this like really amazing valley that they found um, that, mm-hmm. that looks unlike the the rest of the movie. Like it's these you know lush rolling hills. Yeah. Um, and at the bottom of the hill is this is this little cottage you know made of stone, and yeah, Mary Magdalene is in there waiting for him, yep. and she nurses his wounds, and they uh, they're married, and they consummate their marriage, and this is this is what the pretty much the scene one yeah. of the scenes that most people had difficulty with right because you see Willem Dafoe as Jesus Christ um kissing a woman and uh making love to her yeah and the camera pulls back and Juliet Caton is sitting in yeah in the corner watching it happen yeah it's a haunting image and you know right then who she is
0: yeah you kind of have an idea that something's something's wrong something's amiss she's supposed to be like his guardian angel yeah right and she's just watching you have sex yeah a little weird kind of like quite- a dog watching you have sex <laughs> yeah. you know except worse an evil dog <laughs>
1: exactly, yes.
0: Yes. yeah more like black philip i guess yeah, yeah. black
1: <laughs> philip
0: you don't want that no thanks <laughs> um but yeah so so this whole s- it's like maybe how long is this sequence 15 20 minutes yeah. something mm-hmm. it's it, he gets to live his whole life. Yes. And he becomes an old man through this. You and
1: see him just age. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, and, and it's
0: jumping through time. It's right. much like the, the end of 2001. Yeah. As you see, just time is going. Accelerated
1: um, uh, timeline. I know. But yeah.
0: And uh, Mary dies. At, Magdalene dies at one point. Yeah. And then he meets like Mary and Martha again. He marries Martha. Right. Or is he uh, married Mary? Again? He
1: marries Mary. I can't remember.
0: Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um but then he also has sex with Martha later. Yes. Right. Because the angel girl has been telling him there's only one woman truly in the universe. And so anytime he's like going to another woman, she's like, well, there's just one woman. They know? just have different faces. Yeah. They're just, they just look different. you right. know. So you're not cheating on anybody nope. or anything, you know.
1: <laughs> yeah. Get, get into this polyamorous relationship, yeah. you know, uh, and have a good time. <laughs> that, that's that's another ad, there, there's strike two from the evangelicals no that's not something Jesus right, would yeah. do um, and I kind of understand that a little bit that that's that's kind of like okay, wow, this is really going somewhere i mean yeah they're, right. they're, they're being i mean like there's people today who have this kind of setup and um okay, that makes sense. Uh, I guess it works for them, but like back then, although like men had multiple wives at that time too yeah um, so it, it, I guess it kind of works for the time
0: yeah um before before we know it was like a consensual polyamorous thing though like, it's presented as oh my sister's at the market why yes. don't you come inside the house with me yes. you know Martha and, is being yeah.
1: like uh, yeah <laughs> is trying well, to well she tempt was him.
0: flirty earlier in the movie with she them. was yeah. yeah
1: but so was Mary
0: that's true you know
1: they they, they both like
0: uh, thought he was handsome these, and- these little trollops <laughs> yeah took took right. to, to, to coin an old phrase. Yes. Very good. <laughs> right. It's, it's an old biblical term, right? Oh, yeah, Trollope, Trollope. Yes, I believe, is, yeah. I don't know if that's in the Bible. No, it definitely <laughs> is
1: not in the Bible.
0: <laughs> anyway, they all have kids together, yeah. right? And they're, they're going to a market. They're just living their life. And they run into Harry Dean Stanton again. <laughs> yes. His name is now Paul. Yes. He's changed it. Yes. And he's preaching about Jesus and how he sacrificed himself and performed miracles and all this kind of stuff. And Willem Dafoe is like, hey, no, I didn't die. I'm here. I'm alive. Mm-hmm. And they get into a big argument about it. And Harry Dean Stanton's like, well, I don't care. I don't care if I have to lie to get people to to believe in God right. and all this. Um, which is a really interesting point because what, what, how, how far will you go to get someone to believe something, you know? Even well, if it's
1: not true, uh, that, that's it, it's weird because like that's that's kind of one reading of it. But I, I take it more like if he's more saying that, like Jesus's message was we need to use love. And yeah. And Paul is saying, I'm doing that. I'm continuing the work. You may have given up. And you may be, and I don't care if yeah it doesn't matter if you got off the cross. The message was still there, and God's word is still you know sound. So yeah, I'm and it doesn't matter what you did if and you you being a coward, I don't care about that. Um, I'm gonna keep uh, spreading the message.
0: All right, yeah, that's yeah. how I take it. Yeah, I I mean I can see that. Yeah, um, uh, but yeah, and he doesn't care if it's not the truth that jesus is alive right or dead it doesn't matter it's about the message of love right um <laughs> yeah and then, and now we get old man jesus yes on his deathbed
1: and that that's that's also quite uh like something where, where you just go okay i know jesus died when he was 32 years old that's been that's 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 something i know you know it's just to see him as an old man yeah like old man jesus wow i mean yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, it, this is this is different it, it's not dangerous and it's not bad but it's different you know
0: right i mean people you know it's not based on it's based on a fake yeah. book it's based on a fictional it's novel Made up yes and you're watching a movie on a made up thing there's
1: even a disclaimer at Come the beginning on. of the movie
0: right yeah we didn't even say that right
1: this is not based on the gospels
0: exactly you know it's based on a work of fiction it yes. is not based on the actual gospels right for crying out loud folks right um i'm sure that was a studio tack on
1: it had to be <laughs> yes yeah <laughs> yes no doubt about it
0: um but yeah he's dying and then uh, some of his apostles start showing up right mm-hmm. nathaniel shows up yes john is there john's there yes. uh peter is there yeah and um, then judas shows walks in and judas is basically saying like what the heck are you doing? Yeah. You know, that that's not an angel <laughs> is yes. what he points out to yes, him about the little girl. Right. Um, Who
1: has not aged throughout uh, Jesus's last, uh, right. The last 80 years. Right. And he's know. calling
0: Jesus a coward here too. You yeah. know, like you're, what are you doing? You're giving up. Right. And that girl over there is not an angel. Right. And it's a great so- shot because it pans over to her and it's the flame. Yep. Yeah. Yep. And Pretty it, cool. And, and it says like, I told you we'd meet again essentially what what it said in the desert and it's kind of an afterthought right it's like wow i forgot that flame was said that <laughs> yeah you know right and I, I i don't know about you dave but i didn't think about the flame much after that first scene with it
1: first time i saw the movie i didn't either yeah um it, it's only when the flame is revisited that you go oh that's a good connection you
0: yeah know? and that and that could be a difficult thing to do to uh like plant a seed yes and not make it feel like a dropped plot point throughout the whole film, I know, and actually pay it off
1: to be brave enough to, like have it be kind of just sitting there, and maybe people forgot about it. yeah, you know, it's yeah, as a storytelling device that that's that's
0: a tough thing to wield, yep. and so and so this kind of, like jostles him back into like, what what am I doing? You know, right. <laughs> like, right? And he starts crawling out of his bed out of the house. And man, Willem Dafoe crawling in this gown yeah. is he keeps like trying to pull it. So his knees aren't stuck. Yeah. It's something else. Man. I know. It's cool. <laughs> I'm right. like, man, good stuff. He's like in a snuggie <laughs> trying to crawl <laughs> up this stone mountain.
1: And... Cause moving in those kinds of clothes. Oh, yeah. I mean, we're not used to that. No, you
0: know? no, <laughs> but no, he's desperate now. He's like, wait a minute. I'm blowing it. Yeah. And he, uh, crawls out. And he begs God to take him back, put him back on that cross. Uh, he doesn't want this. Yes. And then we, do, we get a shot, it like flashes and it's back to his face and he's on the cross. The whole thing was like a fever dream that happened while yeah. he was up on the cross. Right. And I guess it could be argued it was a battle for his soul, not just his body.
1: Of course. Yeah. Because I mean, this sequence, I mean, it goes well beyond Jesus's mission. It, it, all of us want a peaceful life. And it's far easier to isolate ourselves and pretend that the problems of the world don't exist. Mm -hmm. And he doesn't live a sinful existence. He marries a woman and they have children Mm -hmm. and he works as a carpenter. He has like the most ordinary existence because he is who he is. That's just not what his fate was supposed to be. I mean, Mm -hmm. like he's not allowed to have that.
0: That's what he wanted. Yeah. Right. That's all he wanted. That's all he ever wanted. And it was given to him and ultimately did decide, No, I'm I'm not going to do that. I'm right. gonna sacrifice and do God's will. Right. That way we can actually make this happen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And uh Willem Dafoe says it is accomplished. It's the final shot of the film. Right. Powerful stuff.
1: Yeah, this is a quite a powerful
0: film. I can see why people were up in arms, but uh
1: I know. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah, really, uh, I know exactly. Get
0: over it folks. I know. I know. <laughs> Don't go to the movie, <laughs> you know, is it really harming you that this film was made? I doubt it.
1: I mean, it's so weird because like, I, I think back to what, what I felt in that moment. And I, I said it earlier that I was one of them. I was the, I, you were one of those children. I was one of those children throwing rocks. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, I read the book after I saw the movie and by this time I was grown up. Yeah. You know? And for the first time since becoming aware of Jesus Christ, I, I felt like I finally understood the struggle that he must've faced, you know, to be completely human with all of our weaknesses, but also divine with all the pressure that that brings. I didn't get that when I was <laughs> yeah, going to you right. know, church. <laughs> it never occurred to me. Um, yeah, it was, Jesus had blonde hair and blue eyes and uh, white skin and never had a sinful thought or a sinful deed. And even in renderings of like the crucifixion, there wasn't blood, you know, yeah. It, it, there was in like, uh, I, I remember there was, there was one Bible there there was a Bible that was at the front of our church. Really the, like the, the big thick steampunk Bible. Yeah. Um, It's got gilded. It's yeah, gilded and everything. It's the big daddy. Exactly. Yes. Yep. You open it up and there's like, uh, you know, the, the pages are kind of like uh, almost it, it, they're ruled that thin paper. Yeah, it's almost know? like
0: a paper mache type it, it's, feel. It's very, yeah, very like, careful and delicate. Incre-
1: yes, like you don't want to mess this up. And there there was like uh, inserts of like uh, Renaissance art. And for the first time, I saw blood, nice. you know. It was like, oh my <laughs> it took Caravaggio. You probably to, thought it was you know, cool. I, I
0: I mean. Or were you, were you kind of scared of it? I, I was kind of scared of it. Yeah. Time. I, yeah. I,
1: I wasn't like, you know, th- I wasn't as metal as Judas was, <laughs> you know, not at the time, you know, you were wearing a Slayer shirt. <laughs> no, dude, okay. Dude, yeah.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. But, um, the, 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 the movie had a, uh, like a profound effect on me as like, uh, you know, I didn't have to go through the Christianity that you talked about, like you know, people being kidnapped and things like that. Luckily, yeah. it wasn't quite as oppressive for me. Yes, but like it still was something that I was was like essentially told I had to do. You yeah, know? yeah. Um. So yeah,
0: yeah. Good times. Right. Um, right.
1: <laughs> anything else, Dave? Um. Just the rest of the cast. Um. We 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 highlighted some people. Um. Like obviously Andre Gregory as John the Baptist yeah. is gigantic. Uh, Paul Greco was one of the zealots, um, mm-hmm. and uh, he played Sully in the in the Warriors. He's like the leader of the orphans. Yeah, so cool. Um, <laughs> and then Leo Burmester as Nathaniel. Um, about thirty percent of our podcast revolves around <laughs> this man, because, um, ladies and gentlemen, he played water sport in cruising.
0: Oh uh, baby, really? Know? It's
1: it, it's it's his wedding that Jesus turns the water into. It's like it's not his wedding. It's it's his oh, gathering. Well, no like,
0: wonder there's water everywhere. <laughs> It's didn't water sport. I
1: didn't even notice that dude. But when he tastes the wine, I was like, oh my God, water sport.
0: All those draperies, they were yellow, right? <laughs> yes. And he's worm in his left, <laughs> front his left, left pocket. pocket.
1: <laughs> um, I already mentioned Barry Miller as Jeroboam. He played Bobby C. in Saturday Night Fever. Mm-hmm. Um, Paul Herman as philip uh, He played the Pittsburgh Connection in Goodfellas. Um he's also played Beansy and the Sopranos. Dang. Um, and then Victor Argo as Peter, uh, who's just yeah. he's Victor Argo. Yeah, you, you know him. Yeah. Um Ileana <laughs> Douglas apparently played an extra, which is crazy to me. It was like her film debut. Jeez.
0: Um
1: and then John Lurie as James the Greater. Um he was one of Irving Kirshner's sons. Okay. Uh who becomes one of the disciples.
0: Gotcha. Yeah. There was a guy named Michael Bean in the cast, also, but there it's was, not the Michael but it's Bean. It's not the I thought Michael of. Bean we thought. Yeah, it's not yeah. the Terminator Michael Bean.
1: Because <laughs> I'm sitting there looking, and I'm like, was this? Because it, it just happened, like where I had just watched Class of 1984. Yeah, and I had the whole thing with Michael J. Fox, and I was like, wait a minute, is this like a like oh, early did he in his change career? his name? Yeah, yeah it, it, some <laughs> kind of SAG thing. No, it's a different Michael Bean, different spelling.
0: Yes, uh, unfortunately. Yes, I would have loved him in this. Of course, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's probably making The Abyss or something at this <laughs> yes, time. That's right. Um. All right, Dave, would you recommend this movie?
1: Yeah, 100%. See The Last Temptation of Christ, everybody, Um, and I I hope you're doing well.
0: Yeah, Um, I would recommend it. I don't love this as much as Dave does, Mm -hmm. but it's a good movie, everybody. Check it out, Um, especially if you have any kind of familiarity with this topic. I think it's worth watching. Right. All right, so that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast, Rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. That gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there.
1: Yes, yeah, so we're on Facebook, Blue Sky, and Instagram. Look for Dudes on Movies, and our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com.
0: That's right. And Dave, we have a question of the week. What is the question of the week? Uh, the question of the week is,
1: uh, what are the best movies about faith?
0: All right. Stay tuned next week for 2004's Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban directed by Alfonso Cuarón and starring Daniel Radcliffe, Emma Watson and <laughs> Rupert Grint. So until next week, I'm your dude Scott. I'm your dude Dave. And we'll see you next time.